Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Now, here's our lead pastor, J.D. Swilly. Well, today is Life Group Rally Sunday. And so right now we're going to have Pastor Bob come and talk to us a little bit about our life groups that are launching this semester. So everybody give Pastor Bob a big hand clap. Thank you, J.D. Thanks, Seeds family. Um, Real quick, as J.D. mentioned, today is Rally Sunday. And for those of you who are new to the church, Rally Sunday is... We, we run our life groups on a semester basis, and this is the beginning of a new semester for us. We have a winter-spring semester, and Rally Sunday is the opportunity for you to meet all the leaders that are leading a group, either in their home or on the campus here, at different times and different days, and then just connect in community with them. How many of you know Jesus wants us to be in community? Amen? It makes me think in uh, both Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 20, it talks about the, early, the first century church that after Jesus went home to be with the Father, that they gathered in the temple, as was their habit, it says, on the Sabbath day. But then throughout the week, they went from home to home, and they did three things. They worshiped the Lord, they studied the Word, and they prayed for one another. And that, to me, is just a great example of what small groups and being connected in community is. So this is going to be your opportunity. So what I want to do is I want to introduce you to all the life group leaders this semester. So life group leaders, if you would come to the front, please. Let's give them a round of applause as they walk up, please. And they're just going to stand in a line right here from Matt, right here, all the way across the front here. And we're going to have them share... Uh, briefly about their groups. So picture this. At the end of the service, each one of these uh, men and women have um, just stepped out in faith and made a decision, I feel prompted to lead a group, and they have a study that's been on their heart, and they're going to share about that. At the end of service, Pastor J.D., after we close, you'll have an opportunity. All of these life leaders will be standing over here in the sunroom, and they'll have a card just like this, that if you want to know about their group and sign up for it, you can right then. And you just leave the information with them, and they'll contact you by email and get you connected and let you know when the first time we're meeting is. So with that being said, let me start with Charity and Brianna. They're going to share about the group. So they're going to share the name of their group, just a real brief snippet, what it's about, and then when, where, and what time they're meeting. So Charity. Uh, All right. I hate going first. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is a women's study. Um, It's kind of like um, I was feeling stuck and wanting to step into God's purpose for me. And I found this book called Dare to Be. um, And it's um, God is able, are you willing? And so it's going to be a six-week study about stepping out and stepping into your purpose that God has called for you. And uh, so I'll be definitely walking it with whoever joins with me. We're here on Tuesday nights at 630. My name is Matt Finley. It's my wife, Jennifer, and our our life group is a little bit differently. We're actually going to be um, going through the scripture. We're actually going to go back and do John and Acts again for those of you that may be doing the reading. Be like, what? I just read that. However, 
the Bible is a living thing. You can always learn more and more about it. And we are going to do a um, discovery Bible study. So it's just a re- uh, it's a really good way to uh, dig into the Word and share with one another. And our and our heart for this group is one to study the Word, but also to have a time of prayer and ministry uh, with each other, so we can really you know get those deep bonds. And our heart is to have you know the the Bible, the prayer, and really what we want is a multi generational life group. We don't want you know just you know, younger groups, older groups, we want we want them all. We want them all under one roof because we can really uh, pull a lot of wisdom from each other. And it's just a great way and I think a great um, kind of a model of what the church uh, should be and is. And our group will be Thursday from 6.30 to 8, and we will be hosting it at our home. In Murfreesboro. In Ray and Georgine Himes, we will be having a life group based on studying our Old Testament, Jesus in the Old Testament, the Feast of the Lord, how all of that applies today. The uh, favorite expression is the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. We read so much in the New Testament that we just sort of gloss over that stuff in the Old Testament that merely clarifies it for us. We have a handout. We're meeting on Thursdays from 6.30 to 8. <laughs> and um, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, far as, as far as Jesus concealed, in the book of Genesis, they didn't know it, but we know it today, that the seed of the woman is going to crush the head of Satan, and that's our Savior, the Messiah. So we'll start there. We'll be using DVDs, handouts, and um, we'll also be taking communion and having prayer and having snacks. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, go. Uh, so I'm actually missing our uh, my co-life group leader, Kendra. Most of y'all know him. He usually stands up front here. Um, me and him have a group called the Pit Stop. Uh, it's called the Pit Stop for two reasons. One, like when you're in a race, if anyone watches NASCAR, I don't, but I still know what it is. Um, you got to take a pit stop sometimes. You have to take a rest. You have to unwind, you know, change out the tires, refuel. You just got to get ready to complete the race. So it's for that, and then also, right now we don't really have it because you know it's cold outside, so we're inside. Normally, we're outside, and we have a fire pit. At the end of every night, we all take a piece of paper, we write down whatever we're dealing with, struggling with, whatever we just need to give over to God. We write it down and we throw it in the fire as a burnt offering to go up to Him. Um, we don't always necessarily have a lesson plan. We're we're kind of a different life group. We're really just there for for men to come and joining you together under Jesus and talk about what we have going on just to have a community where we can be there for each other. Um, we meet on Tuesday nights from 7.30, usually to about 9, sometimes 9.30 or 10 uh, at Kendra's house here in Murfreesboro. You guys have steak and lobster? <laughs> we can. Oh, okay. Okay, very good. Okay, um, we, Spencer and I, co-head the Young Adults 
group. Um, it's not, we don't operate in semesters. It's just an ongoing thing. Um, but the age range is 18 to 26. And uh, we are currently going through Hebrews. Well, I could have said that, but. I don't know why you gave me the mic, Sam. <laughs> so we're currently going through Hebrews. Um, I, I was a Derwin Gray. That's who I was looking for. Um, who knew the answer was inside me the whole time. Um, and then I think, well, our next study is to be determined. But currently we are meeting, I don't know, I said currently, we are going to continue meeting on Sundays from 4 to 6, um, except instead of meeting back at the church announcement, instead of meeting back at the church, we're meeting at the, the Gilliland's home. Um, in In Murfreesboro. Is <laughs> there so anything else? Okay, well, we hope to see you there. You're too old. <laughs> My name's Helen, and I'll be leading a women's Bible study on Thursday mornings with Molly. She said something about scones, so there's that. Um, <laughs> We'll be doing a topic called His Ways, How to Chart the Course of Your Life by Declaring God's Word. And we kind of came up with that um, line ourselves. We really want to just take um, some time with the women and just connect and, and find out what you're hearing from the Lord, what we're hearing from the Lord, what he's saying to the church corporately, what he's saying to you individually. We'll be using as a foundation 31 declarations uh, for declaring God's word by um, breakthrough for you. Anyway, um, it's going to be amazing. We're going to hand out um, plan, uh, planners that you can purchase, but we don't want to call them that because that's boring. So we're going to call them pathfinders. And we're going to just be writing down ways that we can connect with God and how he connects with us and seeing the similarities and mapping that out. So again, Thursday mornings at Molly's house, who doesn't want to hang out with Molly? And scones. Scones. Sorry. 9.30. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my name is Scott Asher. With my wife, Alice, we're hosting a life group on how to read the Bible. Uh, we, it's foundational, right? Everything that's going on up here. So I, don't, I hope I don't have to sell that too much. We will have snacks. We're only competing against your kids' sports and every other thing you want to do on Friday. So that's... We're going to lose. <laughs> we meet on Friday nights, 6.30, till about 8.30 sometimes. Uh, we do, we, yeah, you're welcome to come as often as you can. I understand Fridays are hard, uh, but uh, we do have child care. Everyone is available to come, including you. And so um, every age group is welcome. We'll have someone for your kids. Uh, this is an ongoing class. This is the second semester of that, but don't worry about that. We'll catch you up. And I also have a free handout. <laughs> that I, <laughs> I have handouts everywhere. <laughs> and, and if you can't afford hers, I'll pay for that too. Just very generous on Fridays. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 
we'll catch you up, and then we're going to keep going. It's a great group. There's a lot of people that come to it, but they don't come every week, so I don't want you to feel pressure. If you can only come over the next couple of months, you can only come like half the time, come half the time, because half the time is still that much more Bible that you understand. The Bible's hard to understand, so get as much as you can. There you go. Oh, and we're, we're on the western border of Smyrna in Nolansville. It sounds like it's a long ways away, but really it's like the same distance. When we lived in Murfreesboro versus here, it's the same distance, 25 minutes from here. So there you go. Uh, we drew straws and I lost. So, uh, But I've, the, uh, the group that I'm representing today is probably the oldest or the longest running uh, group that uh, we have here at this church and it's a men's group that meets at 5 30 in the morning Wednesday mornings uh, at the donut country in Murfreesboro so there you go Larry <laughs> and uh, it's an organic uh, men's group uh, you don't even have to be a, a member of the church we've had guys come in uh, that somebody's just brought in so uh, I've, I've been there for over three years, and uh, to tell you the truth, uh, we're just like brothers now, so uh, if that's something you're looking forward to, it's 5.30 a.m., not p.m., so uh, it, it's not for everybody, you know, being up at that early, but uh, some guys come a little bit later than that, and so it lasts till the last guy that's here, and we have age groups from uh, 20s to Almost, well, into the 70s, I guess, so. Uh, men's group, yep. Uh, no child care, nothing like that. You know. So, you're on your own there, so. Unless they like donuts, because <laughs> they made donut country. Um, all of these men and women have uh, felt in their heart to lead a group so that you have an opportunity to be connected in community. So I want to encourage you, whatever time frame or topic or person that you feel drawn to, I want to encourage you, try to make room in your life for community. It makes such a difference. Um, the testimonies that each one of these could share that have been leading a life group for a period of time and how it's not only transformed them, but also the people in the group. And as Dave mentioned, the tremendous friendships, lifelong friendships that you develop. Oh, and Luke... Luke Namath is the head of it. But the, the relationships they developed for a lifetime has been amazing. We are designed for relationship and community. And so I just want to encourage you, take a moment. If you have another question at the end of service, they'll be standing over here. They just love to share with you whether you sign up in the moment or not. But I wanted to give you the information in regards to that. So with that, I want to pray for all of these leaders and then I'm going to turn the, turn the service back over to uh, Pastor J.D. Father, I just want to say thank you, Lord, for each one of these leaders. I thank you, Father, that they have taken a step of faith in obedience to your spirit to lead a group, to invite people to, that we can be connected in community. We can share our hearts with one another. We can have fun and laugh and enjoy fellowship as well as grow in the grace and knowledge of you, Jesus. I pray that this semester, Lord, that you would connect every single person in community to a group. And may we grow thereby. I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Let's give the leaders one more round of applause while they sit, sit down. Well, you guys, Pastor Bob just prayed, but I want to pray again as we get ready uh, to do the next part of the service here. Um, Being Life Group Sunday, we wanted to make sure that not only we took the time to bring up our Life Group leaders and and highlight uh, the different groups that were happening, but also we wanted to reserve time for you to actually get to visit with them and talk with them a little bit. And so we're going to try to end a little about 15 minutes earlier than uh, we need than we normally do. But in order to do that, we're going to need to pray that I preach fast, right? <laughs> Lord, we just come to you now and we just thank you for what you're doing in all of our lives. Uh, thank you for the structure that we have, the life, this, these life groups. We thank you for all the leaders that are uh, laying down their life and sacrificing their time and their energy and their their homes and their convenience so that we can grow as disciples and so that we can be connected to one another and care for one another. Lord, I just pray blessing over this life group semester uh, that um, people would find the connection that we that they need and that we would take another step towards being who you've called us to be and doing what you've called us to do. Lord, I pray as we open up your word this morning for a little bit that you speak to us through the word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Bob didn't mention it, in, in, um, but I'm going to give a shout out to him. He and Ms. Sherilyn are also leading a life group, and you can find out more about that on our website on the, in the life groups page. And then I'm doing a group also that just meets once a month on a Tuesday for lunch for men. So anyway, you can find out more about that on the website. So we've got 10 groups, I believe, so praise God. Hey, let's uh, let's play a quick little game of fill in the blank. I'm going to give you a song lyric, and I want you to finish the lyric. Ready? Just a small town girl living in a... All right. I thought you'd be a little bit stronger than that, but I thought we had more Journey fans here. All right, movie line. You finish this one. May the Force. There we go. We've got more Star Wars fans. All right, this one is from a popular TV show, but we're going to go back several decades. So there might, this might go over some of your heads, but uh, this is even before my time. But thank God for Nick at Night, right? Uh, so this is how I learned this one uh, from an older television show. And if you, you guys, you know, fill this one in. To the moon. There we go. From the Honeymooners, right? To the moon, Alice. How many of you have never heard that ever before? Okay. But a lot of you have. So, okay. All right. Let's class it up a little bit. Let's go to a poem, a line from a poem. Tis better to have loved and lost than never. Right. Alfred Lord Tennyson. 
All right, uh, a little bit more local here, another song lyric. Rocky Top, you'll always be. I thought we had more Tennessee fans in the house than that. All right, another movie line. Life is like a box of chocolates. Right, Gump. All right, now here's one for all the nerds in the house. This is from a TV show, the intro to a television show. It's just very short, two words, and then you fill in the blank, and then you'll re we'll reveal who the nerds are in the house, okay? Space. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Helen, you were excited about that. Okay. Star Trek. You know, we've all got our, our own favorite songs and things that we can sing along with. We have our favorite movies and TV shows that we can quote line after line. And I know some of you, uh, maybe as a kid or you've got kids, that not only can you just quote a few lines from a movie, I mean, your kid can recite the entire movie. I mean, like, you know, running around, like, every line, every lyric from the song Frozen. Um, or from the movie Frozen, but, and, and then we've all got our favorite authors that not only can we, you know, uh, recite just a snippet or two of a, of a line of a poem or prose, but, but greater sections. And whether we know it or not, we allow these things to influence us and shape us uh, for better or for worse. You know, many of them have little uh, value or no value, some of them, and some of them have even diminishing eternal value, but yet they're down in us. They're, you know, we've committed them to memory. And as Christians, as Christ followers, I think it would be right for us to make the intentional and conscious decision to be shaped by the word, the thing that has actual increasing eternal value, not diminishing eternal value, but increasingly eternal value. So let's play another round of fill in the blank. This time we're going to use some scriptures. How's that sound? I believe you can do this. Matthew 28, we're going to put this up here, and you'll see some blanks here. And when we get to the blank, I want you to say it out loud with me. And Jesus came, wow, this is a contest. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. No laughing. <laughs> what do you think? This is church? You're supposed to have fun? Anyway. First Peter 5, let's do this one. God resists the, but gives grace to the. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And then one last one, Hebrews chapter 11. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Because memorizing scripture 
is a practical thing that we can do to be shaped by the word in 2022. You know, this, this year, the Lord told us, Seeds Church, this is a year for you to be shaped by the word and to be led by the spirit. And this is one of the practical things that we can put our hand and our feet to to actually be shaped by the word. Memorizing scriptures, uh, it makes meditation possible. You can't meditate on the word if you don't know the word. So scripture memorization makes meditation possible at times when you may not be able to just go and run and open up your Bible. And meditation is also a pathway to deeper understanding. It's a pathway to actually being led by the Spirit. Memorizing scripture, it strengthens our faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, right? And so that's what's happening when I'm even hearing the word in my head or I'm reciting it out of my own mouth. I'm reciting the word out of my mouth. I'm meditating on it. I've memorized the scripture, and it's actually building faith on the inside of me. Memorizing scripture shapes the way that I view the world by conforming my mind to God's viewpoint. You know, it's easy if all we're ever doing is watching the news cycle, watching CNN, watching Fox, listening to talk radio, doing this, doing that, and it's easy for our viewpoint and our worldview to be shaped by those voices, but scripture memorization actually is a way to conform my mind to God's mind. You know, we talk about how we wanna have the mind of Christ. The scripture talks about you have the mind of Christ. Well, you're not gonna have the mind of Christ if you don't know what Christ said. Memorize your scripture. Memorizing scripture makes God's word more readily accessible for overcoming temptation to sin because God's warnings and his promises are the way that we conquer the deceitful promises of the enemy. Memorizing scripture guards my mind by making it easier to detect error. And can we all agree that this world is full of error, right? Because the God of this world is a liar. Memorizing scripture enables me to hit the devil in the face with a force that he can't stop. And, and it protects myself, it protects my family from attacks that otherwise we might be, uh, be vulnerable to. Memorizing scripture provides the strongest and the sweetest words for ministering to others in need. Memorizing scripture provides a framework for fellowship with Jesus because he talks to us through his word. And then I talk to him in prayer. Because this is, this is my testimony, but it's not just my testimony. It's a testimony of many other believers here in this church and in the global church. And for the next few minutes, I just want to focus on a scripture that uh, together, we can make the commitment together that we're gonna commit this scripture to memory. And I would, I would bet that many of us in here already know this scripture, but it's found in Acts chapter one, which actually happens to be today's reading in our 40-day reading plan. And I just wanna tell you guys, I'm so excited as we look at the analytics from who all is read, you know, following along with our reading plan. We have every single day since we started, this is day 22, this is day 22, 
and anywhere between 175 people to, at the very minimum, 100 of us are engaging in our 40-day reading plan. So it's very encouraging to me uh, as we are endeavoring to be shaped by the Word and led by the Spirit. But go with me uh, in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 1, and let's stand today, and we're going to honor God's Word. And this is going to be a little bit of a lengthy passage that we're going to read. We're not going to read the entire chapter, although it's just like 20-something verses. We're going to read about half. We're going to read 14 verses. And then I'm going to read aloud, but you can follow along silently. This is not up on the screen. So if you have your Bible, open it. If you need have that, whether it's physical or digital, get it out. You can read along. Today, I'm going to be reading in the New King James Version. And remember, at the end of the reading, I'm going to say, this is the word of the Lord, and you're going to respond, thanks be to God. And why are we doing that? Because we're developing in our life a habit of gratitude for thanksgiving, being thankful to God for his word. We're telling ourselves, thanks be to God. Thank you for your word, God. All right? Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So here we are post-resurrection and Jesus is risen and for 40 days he is hanging out with the disciples, he's teaching them, and he's working miracles. And it's not just the 12 disciples that were witnesses, but there's been four or 500 people that have seen him now. In verse four, it says, while staying with them, Jesus ordered them to not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. What was the promise from the Father? Anybody know? The Holy Spirit was gonna come. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And you got to kind of chuckle at that. And I would encourage you in the, go to the email today, open that up and read that because the little commentary that's on uh, Acts 1 today uh, comes from our, our good friend, Scott Asher, one of our teachers here who has the Friday night uh, life group that only four people are going to go to. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm part of that group. I love it anyway. Um, but that commentary is, is on how the disciples are distracted by this issue. In verse said, Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. And here we are, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when Jesus had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, and it says two men, Anybody have any other idea who these guys might be in white robes who just showed up out of nowhere? Yeah. And, um, excuse me. 
And they said, uh, this Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him. Uh, I think I skipped a little part there. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? So then verse, uh, verse 12, then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olive, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. All right, you can be seated. Just for a moment here as we get ready to wrap up. This is, this is the verse that I'd like to commit to memory. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Is it up there behind me? Let's read it out loud together. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. See, I was doing that off of memory. I know that's not exactly the way it's written up there. That's how I memorized it as a kid. You might think, J.D., I can't memorize that. I'm not good at memorizing things. I beg to differ. Just a small town girl. Rocky top, you'll always be. That, I'll say this, that is a lot easier to sing when it's not football season. (laughs) It's sometimes painful when it's football season to sing that. Anyway. You can memorize. It's all about what you want. What do you want? Do you want to be shaped by the world or do you want to be shaped by the word? It's about desire. It's not the matter, it's not a matter of ability, it's a matter of desire. What do you want? So here's a question. Why this verse? Well, because it's the words of Jesus reminding us first of who God is and then who we are, and the impact that he wants to make through us to the world. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When do we get the power? Right, after the Holy Spirit comes, right? So the Holy Spirit is powerful. The Holy Spirit is powerful. And then it says, and you shall be witnesses to me. Who has God called us to be? Witnesses. What do witnesses do in a court of law? They testify. They give testimony, right? They, they, they tell people what happened and who was involved. This is what God has called us to do, to be witnesses to the glory of God, that Jesus is Lord, that uh, this is what he's done throughout history. This is what he's done in my life. And then it says, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, So who are we supposed to give testimony to? Everyone, everywhere, at any time. Jerusalem, that's where they were. I mean, local, yokel, brokel, right there in your own backyard, giving testimony to the people right there around you. And then Judea, that was the nation. Jesus wanted them to go beyond the city limits and impact the nation. And then Samaria, 
that was where the people lived that they didn't get along with very well. As a matter of fact, the Jews hated the Samaritans and vice versa. But their prejudices against one another weren't an excuse for Jesus. Jesus was like, well, I don't care if you don't like them. Well, I don't care if they don't have the right theology. I don't care if they hate your guts. I came to earth and I died on the cross and I rose from the dead so that they could be in the relationship with the Father too. Not just you. You don't have a spiritual monopoly here. Go to them. And not only them, but go to the entire world. Why? Well, because of another very popular verse that we probably ought to have memorized, many of us probably do, is in John chapter 3, where Jesus is meeting with Nicodemus, and he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, his begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life, life everlasting. And then verse 17, Jesus says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. That's why. So how many of you are thankful that God loves you and that he saved you? Amen. So then let's use the power of the Holy Spirit to be the witnesses of Jesus to the people who also need to have the same grace that God showed to us. <laughs> I mean, this is the whole point, guys. This is, this is Acts 1-8 is our mission statement. And, and so how, how many of you need a reminder from time to time that you have the power of the Holy Spirit and that you need his help to be witnesses of Jesus to anyone, anywhere, at any time? How many of you need a reminder from time to time? Right. So let's commit this reminder to memory. Right? Let's repeat it a few more times. Let's put it back up there. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, it isn't important what translation that you memorize this in, okay? I would say don't memorize this in the Jehovah's Witness translation because they might have taken half of it out, but... um, well, I'm just saying they have a version of the Bible where half of it's like redacted. But so be aware of that. But it doesn't matter. King James, New King James, New Living, ESV, NASB. The, I, it, the, the point is, it's not that you got the exact right words. The point is, what's the gist? Get it down on the inside of me. Memorize it so I can meditate on it so the Holy Spirit can use it to transform me so that I can help introduce people to the real Jesus. Amen? Let's do it one more time. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Well, I didn't uh, end when I wanted to, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have this incredible gift of the written word of God that so many believers throughout history didn't have this luxury that we do. Lord, help us not squander this opportunity that we have in history to let your word actually be in front of us at any moment of the day to transform us and change us and to empower us. 
that we can allow the word to, to be used in us to, to help the Holy Spirit lead us and that we can know. We don't have to wonder, is the Holy Spirit leading us? But we have your word to confirm what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Thank you for that, God. Lord, we want to be shaped by your word and led by your spirit. We want to use the power of the Holy Spirit to be your witnesses, to be your witnesses Jesus, wherever we go in our local area right here and abroad into our state and nation and to the people that we don't even like. Jesus, transform our hearts to look like your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Life group leaders, if you will, go ahead and grab, uh, get up and, and, and take a spot over there in the sunroom. If you're on the prayer team this morning, I'd like for you to come down front. And as we get ready to, um, just to let you know, um, we, the bathrooms are open again. Praise God. <laughs> the, the water is running. But, um, so life group leaders... Class, class, <laughs> class. <laughs> Some of y'all need to go to kindergarten. Come on now. All right. Life group leaders are in the sunroom. Prayer team is going to come down front and come down forward. If you have any need for prayer today, come receive prayer first and then go visit with life group leaders. But I encourage every single person. We have life groups that are meeting all throughout the week at different times and in a different frequencies, but get connected today because not only is it a place that you need for relational connection, this is a tool for discipleship. God wants to grow you, not just have you, you know, be like a, a, a knot on a log of a dead tree hanging out in the forest. It's just, it's done. It's there it is, sitting. It's not going anywhere. It's not growing. It's doing nothing. That's not, God, that's not God's plan for your life. His plan for you is to grow. Lord, I pray blessing over your people. Lord, may you bless them and keep them, and may you make your face to shine upon them. May you lift your countenance upon them and give, you, give them your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.